Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat, we're going to hear from James Lord, Sales Director at XREF, about the upcoming Hacking HR Toronto online event and reference checking. James joined XREF in 2016, having worked for the International Online Job Board, ResumeLibrary.com, as Head of Sales and Customer Service in London. James moved over to Toronto in 2018. James has an understanding of the international HR industry and relevant expertise, meaning he's quickly risen to the role of sales director for the Americas region. His experience working in startup environments and within the HR tech solution sector has given him deep insights into the issues and challenges faced by companies looking to identify top candidates. Uh, I'd just like to add, before we go any further, um, I'd like to think that I can uh, also call James a good mate of mine. James, welcome to the show today. Hello, Bill. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Um, so I'm not showing any favour, of course, listeners, in, in doing this interview with James today, but he's a lovely chap and we do go for a beer together from time to time. And so it's uh, it's my pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, James, let's get straight in with the questions. Firstly, does referencing still matter? And why can't HR managers just do a criminal check instead? And aren't references just full of good statements from good references? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I, I guess that I'll, I'll tackle that in two parts. Does referencing still matter? Um, absolutely, yes. Not just from a compliance and from a consistency perspective, because there is obviously a legal uh, a legal obligation to ensure that you're doing your thorough due diligence. Um, but in addition to that, actually making sure that you're hiring the best fit person for your team in terms of culture fit and ensuring that they do actually have the right skills, experience, qualifications necessary uh, to be able to perform the role in which they say that they can do. Um, So I would absolutely say, yes, references do do still matter. Um, In in terms of the the second part of your question there, in terms of uh, full of positive statements, um, that's that's quite um, quite a a common misconception as well, that references are only provided, that they're only good references. Um, But actually, the employer should have the ability to define who those references are and where they're coming from. You know, in terms of um, if if they don't see a reference as acceptable from a particular individual, they can uh, they can choose to reject it and get another reference. So they should actually be defining to the candidate who those references should be from, i.e. manager, supervisor, academic professor, um, and they should be accurate and true not positive. Just a follow-up question on, on that, James, if I may. There are a lot of people right now who are maybe out of work uh, and perhaps out of work for the first time in many, many years. Would you say in your experience that a reference has a as, as a, as a, as a lifetime value? You know, After a certain amount of years, it's not worth so much? Or is it really about proving to a potential employer that uh, you've been in, in stable jobs and there are no massive gaps in, in your uh, in your work experience and and therefore the references can last a long time i think that they are still valid for the um for, for a long period into the future but i think the issue really, i mean it's subjective right you know i mean what what do people deem as as relevant um it depends on the longevity or the tenure of your roles as well so for most people most people ask for two references 
one of whom should be from the most recent employer and both of whom should be a manager or supervisory uh, capacity. Um, so those two references, I mean, if you've, been in, if you've been employed, happily employed in your current role for, let's say, the last five years, then that second reference to fit that criteria could be seven, ten years old. Um, but it's still relevant depending on the criteria of that particular employer. So I, I'd say it really does depend because it is so subjective um, as to as to what people deem as relevant um, in terms of when the references should be from. But they should always show a true and accurate picture of your skills, your experience and your qualifications as a candidate. And actually, you should actually try and showcase those references. They should be something that you should be very proud of. Now, obviously, you work on the front lines, uh, building up new relationships and maintaining uh, existing relationships with, with, with customers and, and vendors. Do, do you come across a lot of companies that have written off reference checks completely? And if so, what are their reasons? I'd love to say no. Uh, I'd love to say that everybody still does do reference checking, but the, the, the honest answer is actually yes. You know, many companies have written off reference checks completely uh, and i think that boils down to uh, actually a couple of just really simple quick fixes um, it comes down to the fact that obtaining references is typically really difficult to do when you're obtaining references in a manual format and by manual format i mean making phone calls to referees or references whom you do not know and asking them to complete a, an account of information about a candidate um, that they may have worked with some years past and, and actually or, or, or via email. Um, so because that process is very manual and there's lots of back and forth, people tend to get discouraged in terms of, you know, the people don't ever give the first answer the first time. And it can take a long time. There's a, there's a, feed, there's a constant feedback loop with going back to these references and asking for more information. So as a result of that, and I think when the information that comes back is very poor, because the questions are Ill, Ill thought out and you know, maybe you're getting one word answers or not appropriate. So you've got blanks on your reference questionnaire or answer answer sheets. Um, people kind of take a look around the room and say, well, what's the value in this? We're spending all this time and effort to get something back. That's just a confirmation of dates and job title. That doesn't tell us anything. Well, it doesn't. What that presents is the opportunity to ask better questions in a better way and leverage a relationship that the candidate has with the, their own references in a safe and secure way. And then we can get a lot of consistent data back and use that data to benchmark candidates against one another. When we start doing that, things actually start to get quite exciting. Okay, let's make this interview quite exciting now, James. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up a little bit and change the, the, the speed a little bit. In 30 seconds or less, what, what, is the, what is the biggest consequence that you believe out there for, of avoiding reference checks altogether? Avoiding references um, is, is a huge, huge um, mistake that many companies will do, not just from a compliance and legal perspective, um, because obviously you need to ensure that you've done your thorough due diligence and you've got the audit trail there and all that sort of stuff. But also just in terms of the fact that you will potentially hire a candidate who is not the right fit for your company. We talk about candidate, uh, oh, sorry, culture a lot. We talk about how um, employees feel engaged and interact with other members of their team. And we do that a lot when they're already employees. Why don't we use that opportunity on the front end 
to really dig into their the cultural fit that they have and their skills, their experience and their work ethic to see whether they're going to be a good fit on the front end. Blimey, James, I think that was about 30 seconds. Nice work. Um, okay. Now, um, in, in your opinion, what are the what are the main market and economic influences that impact whether people conduct reference checks? And uh, I'd, I'd also like to hear from you, you know, we're going through incredibly difficult times right now. How, how has COVID-19 impacted XREF? Yeah, so I mean, market and economic influences, there are um, there are many companies who say it is their company policy to not provide references. And I totally understand that. There have been some high level um, cases specifically in the in the US and, and, and some other pockets of the world, mainly in the US, um, where you know people find themselves in litigation and lawsuits for, for saying something on a reference that maybe they shouldn't have said. Um, now the, the, the honest truth is that those those cases are very few and far in between. Um, but the, what still lives on is the fear of companies saying something and then feeling like they have to be accountable, they're held to what they've said. So there are instances where companies, you know, it's their company policies to not provide references. I get that. I see it every single day where we say to people, you know, a potential new customer of XREF, they would say, well, it wouldn't work because so many companies don't provide references. And then I put in there their own company their own company email address into our own system into our back end and i can just pull off reams and reams of people who are managers at their own company with those policies and maybe even as draconian as disciplinary processes in place if you do provide a reference outside of you know the, the outside of hr and they still provide references because people will provide accounts of people who they like and who they converse with or who they've managed or they've spent a lot of time with. So those economic and those, I guess, sort of company consequences of of whether people conduct reference checks, they are still there, but it does absolutely still happen. So I, I guess that's the answer to that. In terms of the second part of your question, how has COVID uh, impacted, um, impacted referencing? I, I think in a, in a big way. Um, I mean, what we've seen is a huge uptick, obviously, in anybody in frontline services. So food, retail, logistics, hospitality, oh, sorry, not hospitality, healthcare, um, you know, and, and industries that are, are on the front line fighting COVID. We've seen a huge uptick, uptick in, in, in people requesting new references and also going into more depth with existing references. Um, in terms of the market as a whole, Obviously, everybody is hiring less right now. But what I think this will do further down the track is allow a particular individual candidate to shine out a little bit more, to stand out more so over their uh, competitors or competitor candidates uh, with good references. Yeah, you just mentioned something really important there. I want to pick you up on a little bit. Uh, and that's that's around uh, privacy measures and and uh, additional uh, regulatory pieces, perhaps connected with um, frontline jobs happening right now. Can you, can you offer any insights in terms of how how references are perhaps becoming a bit more stringent right now as 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 companies need folk to uh to work on the front lines maybe to, to help care for people who are ill yeah absolutely i mean it, the, the, there are different regular you know regulatory bodies around the world um who hold industries accountable to certain industry standards um you know for example with the financial services industry there's you know various financial uh conduct authority 
um, in healthcare. Um, obviously, you know, in places like the UK, we've got the Care Quality Commission, the CQC. Um, aviation, obviously, heavily regulated industry. Um, so a lot of these heavily regulated industries have to adhere to strict measures. Um, and, and what's interesting to see is that those measures still have to be adhered to, even though they're using manual uh, methodologies to obtain this information. Um, the, 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 legal, uh, the legal implications of not referencing, quite honestly, is, is, is kind of quite reckless, regardless of whether you're hiring someone who's going to be dealing with vulnerable people or not. To not do your due diligence and not be able to demonstrate that you've got a solid, robust audit trail, that you've done your due diligence, you know, you've crossed your T's, you've dotted your I's, is, is, is thankfully, like I say, I, I think a, a little bit reckless. And, you know, maybe that's going to sound really strange, um, but, but I see it so often. You know, people fail to do these very, very simple checks that are quick, they're simple, they're cost effective. You know, they're not, they're not going to cost the earth to do these checks and to do referencing. And as soon as you've done it, you've crossed yourself. You know, you've, you've, you've ensured you've done everything that you can do. So I think the impact of, of, of not doing it, I think, you know, or, or the impact of doing it, sorry, um, far outweighs um, the benefit of, that, of doing it, far outweighs the, um, the cost of not doing it, if that makes sense. Okay, so we've we've spoken a little bit there about some of what we'd call essential work right now. But for for those millions, millions of Canadians and Americans and folk in, in other countries like the the UK who are currently out of work, they're not being furloughed, but they're they're completely out of work and they're going to be in a very very competitive jobs market. I know that you're um, primarily an expert on the reference side of things, but I'd like to hear from you just briefly. How much more important is it right now? Do you think? to have a resume that, that stands out? Yeah, more, more than ever. Um, I mean, if you are, I mean, I obviously know a lot of people that have sadly been out of work as well and, you know, companies have downsized and I've got friends, I've got colleagues, I've got, you know, ex-customers, all, all sorts of people that are all in the same boat right now. Or should I say in the same storm, not necessarily in the same boat, but they're all in the same storm. I think having a solid resume is absolutely paramount. Um, you need to have a. You, you need to be looking at all facets of your um, brand as a candidate, um, not just your physical resume, but also your online presence. Um, you know your LinkedIn, your Twitter, if you've got a website, your blog, your your um, your portfolio, all that sort of stuff is so so important. I think what this time also does present is an opportunity for people who have found themselves out of work to go out and reach out to people that they have previously worked with. Um, I, I saw an article the other day that I've seen an increase um, in the amount of recommendations that are being provided on LinkedIn since this, since these COVID times, because people are, are realizing that they're going to need to stick out when, to, when the good times do return and they're going to need to, or stand out, should I say, and they are looking to reach out to people that know them best and recommend them. On LinkedIn, you know, make make sure that there's a friendly conversation there, and people are receptive to the idea of providing references when asked. Now is the great now is a great opportunity to prepare for that, and later when that uptick does come, references are going to be one very very important non biased facet to whether or not a candidate gets a job in 
this competitive market that we're going to be seeing very soon. James, we are already coming towards the end of this interview. Just uh, very briefly, I, I want to mention that you're going to be a speaker at the uh, the upcoming Hacking HR Toronto virtual forum happening on May 14th. Uh, other speakers include Stuart Rudner, uh, the awesome Rob Catalano, Aldine Simmons-Thorpe and Sam Miller. Um, and I might also be speaking at that one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so please do check that out. Um, briefly, James, what is your session called and uh, what are some of the hoped for learning outcomes? Yeah, so my, my session is very simple. Um, why reference, reference checking is more important now than ever with COVID. Um, and the, the intended sort of outcome in terms of the learning is just actually to change people's perspective. It's simply just to m uh, allow people the opportunity to think a little bit more about the references or about referencing as a whole and the value that they provide an organization when they are done well. Ultimately, no one knows um, a candidate better than someone who has worked with them directly in the past, either as a colleague on a peer level or as a managerial supervisory level. No one knows them better. You know, everything is one sided when a candidate comes to an interview. You know, they've written maybe their own resume or their own, their own LinkedIn uh, accomplishments and all that sort of stuff is all together. It's all very, you know, biased, whereas referencing allows that opportunity to be completely unbiased. An individual has the opportunity to say whatever they want, whatever they feel in a safe, secure environment where the candidate can never see it. So we're going to see a return of, ref of the value of referencing massively. And I think my session on the 14th, I just want for people to start thinking a little bit more about that opportunity that referencing presents. Thank you. So, yeah, once again, listeners, that's uh, May 14th. You can just uh, Google Hacking HR Toronto May 14, and then the Eventbrite page will turn up for you. It's completely free to attend, so you should totally check that out. Um, pretty much everybody who's speaking there, with the exception of Sam Miller, I think, has been a guest on uh, the HR Chat Show. So a little plug for that. Please do check out those interviews. And of course, this one that um, I'm doing with James today will be live and ready for you to listen to ahead of May 14th as well. James, finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, yeah, thank you, Bill. Um, so online, um, just simply Google uh, James Lord and XREF, and I should hopefully come up um, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm obviously on the XREF blogs and, and some other places around the internet, but LinkedIn is the is the uh, is, is the number one way, um, and you can, should be able to find me pretty easily. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, James Lord, my friend, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Perfect. Thank you very much, Bill. Thanks for having me. And listeners, until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.